1: Hey Johnny, how's your week been?
3: Well, for starters, my voice sounds a little bit better, although I still got this like little Macy Gray like sound going on, you know, all the men's are telling me I sound a little bit sexier lately with my raspiness in my voice, how y'all like it, how y'all like my raspy, no, but on the real, it's been a good week, I went to Indiana, took call that weekend worked with the residents it was a good experience um came back was in full throttle holiday wrap gift mode so this week it has been a wrapping like a gift wrapping like just go hard to go home party like stuff all over the place cleaning lady came yes uh, today so Early this morning, you know, we're trying to get all the like wrapping paper like sorted and organized in one box and putting stuff that we haven't wrapped back in the closet just so she can make sure she can clean, right? So that it can look somewhat organized. And so this evening we took all the stuff that we haven't wrapped and we need to organize back out of the closets to continue our assembly line for Christmas because y'all know I'm hosting this year and yeah it's yeah it's it's a big orchestration to say the least, but I'm excited about this week. I'm excited about Christmas on Monday. um Harrison is ridiculously excited um so it's been good. I don't know if you guys uh listeners yeah, Johnny don't have kids but for the people that have kids, how do you sneak in? The fact that there are boxes that are coming to your house, like by the dozens every day, right? So I just basically straight up lied to Harrison and told him that I have nightly meetings with Santa. And me and Santa coordinate his gifts via Amazon. And if he's bad, then instead of opening a gift, it'll be a box of coal. Because Santa knows everything. So that's what we've been doing. And anything he wants at the store, I say, "Mm, we can't buy anything right now. You got to ask Santa. And Harrison cleverly will pick up the box of whatever he wants and literally like put his head to it or shake it or whatever he he could do to get close to it and say, "Um, Santa, I want this gift for Christmas. Pause and say, Santa said yes. And then will add the gift to the basket as if for some reason Santa is speaking to his head and his mind and he asked Santa out loud, Santa, can you get this gift for me? Santa says yes. I mean, it's just that fast. It's like three seconds. Like, I'm the best baby in the world. I don't even have to, he doesn't have to even think about it. Santa says yes. I'm like, okay, so Santa just said yes. That is not the way it works, son. Santa does not reply like that. Santa does not reply to you. You write a letter the night before praying that what's in the boxes is what you asked Santa for. But Santa's not going to just like, you know, buzz you like, ah, Santa says yes. No, that's not how it works. But it's been very entertaining, to say the least, just to watch how he's doing Christmas because it's his first year really, like, embracing Christmas and knowing, like, it's Jesus' birthday and knowing that, you know, the wise man gave Jesus gifts. So this is the first year he knows anything about gifts. Last year he was so enthralled with, like, just pulling the ornaments off the tree and throw them at the ground to see if they were right. Like, that's what he wanted to do last year. This year, he actually liked helping to put the tree up and, and likes you know, the thought of Santa, you know.
1: So, it's been exciting. Look, I'm with Harrison. Between Jesus coming on the 25th, Santa coming on the 25th, and his mama coming on the 25th, he has a direct hotline to the gift-giving. I'm just saying. I, look... Between the three, it's the it's the trifecta, right? Jesus, Santa, and his mama. He's good. Santa did say yes. Santa said yes to everything that Harrison wants because I mean, look, I would be taking advantage of it too. Like it has to be a sign. Santa, Jesus, and my mom all came on the twenty fifth of December. Mm-hmm. I must be getting all the gifts.
3: Yeah, it, it's the funniest thing in the store. It's funny, but it's really not funny. Cause he wants to play, he's like, Santa, can I have this? I mean, he's talked out loud to Santa, as if Santa is like, I'm like, no, Santa is the big heavy person that's supposed to come down the chimney the night before Christmas to make sure what's in the boxes is is what you want. And he's like, Santa, can I have this? Santa says yes. <laughs> what? He also named the elves this year with the elves on the
1: shelf. Oh. Um, I don't really okay. understand the elf on the shelf concept, but let's go back for a second. If, if Harrison is talking to Santa and H- Santa is talking back to Harrison, I have a sneaking suspicion that Harrison doesn't believe in your Santa story. He knows that Santa's not real because he doesn't talk to himself. So he knows, like, yeah, mom, I'm listening to you talk about this Santa guy, but, like, I know ultimately you're the one that's getting the gifts. Harrison's hip, you just don't know it yet. He he don't believe in Santa. He just is convincing you that you need to buy these things for him.
3: No, I think that I think he really does because if we say Santa's not gonna get you any gifts, I mean he like balls crying. Like Aww. he he definitely still believes in it and he's afraid of the elves, right? So he's always like, Oh my god, the elves moved <laughs> I'm like, Yep, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. He'll tell my mom. He says uh he doesn't like my mama. You know, she's a spussy sometimes. Granny says being mad. She's pulling on me. She's being mean. Granny says, the elves see you. The elves see you. <laughs> it is the funniest
1: thing ever. You can't help but to laugh when he's like, the elves see you. <laughs> Okay, help me understand the concept of these elves. Like, I understand the elf on a shelf; it's supposed to see you, right? But like, what? I, like, I don't, I don't get it. Tell me the, tell me what the point of it is.
3: The elves are Santa's helpers, right? There's thousands and thousands of elves, but there's only one Santa. So the elves sit on the shelf. They are magical. They move around and they see everything that you're doing. And then they report back to Santa whether you've been naughty or nice. So, and we say all the time, when I like, hear something, the elves see you, you're not going to get no presents. Up, when you don't get what you want, don't be mad at us because the elves see you, you're acting up. I'm telling you, Santa and the elves have literally like, I'm like, we need to start doing this earlier. Like, we need to start putting elf on the shelf in like July, right? Like, let's, let's make it last like five or six months. Because they straighten up real quick when you say up the L C you. you say, no, 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 I'm being good. I'm sorry, you know, it's like constant like trying to be on best behavior when he comes to the first floor. It's hilarious. But that is the concept of the elves are saying as helpers, Johnny. I mean,
1: now I get it. But I, all the things that I see posted online, all the elves are doing bad things. So I'm always a little confused as to how you all are now convincing your kids to be good to get gifts. I'm joking. It's either that or melatonin gummies. Like those are the two favorite things. Like the elf on the shelf and melatonin gummies. Like I think I could be a decent parent if I had access to both an elf on the shelf and a melatonin gummy. I think I would be an amazing parent.
3: I don't think I would ever give Harrison melatonin gummies, but that's
1: just me to each his own. Well, I have questions about that though. You Why wouldn't you give it? You know, the people are giving it to their kids so they can go to sleep and they can go out on date night. What do you mean?
3: I don't believe in drugging your kids to go to sleep. That's just me. I think there's something to be said about structure and making sure there's a bedtime to put your children to sleep. If you put your kids to sleep the same time every night, no matter how rambunctious or hyper they are, they will go to sleep. Like Harrison is like all over the place. But come 8.30, he's like, it's time to go to bed.
1: And he gets in the bed. I agree, but again, I might need melatonin gummies if I was going to be a mother. Just say.
3: Now I don't. I'm not. I don't disagree with a parent taking melatonin gummies. It's just that that you know, medicating a toddler to me is a bit much. But I'm. A, I don't want the people to come for me, so I'm <laughs> gonna leave that alone.
1: That's fair. Let's let's ask the people what they're doing. How are y'all getting your kids to sleep? and what are you all doing? How do you, do your kids still believe in Santa? What is going on? Like what's happening these days? Do we believe in Santa anymore? How do we get the kids the gifts? How are you sneaking the Amazon packages in? I saw one uh, video where I guess the the manufacturer shipped the package in the, like, you know, the, the container, the box that it came in, but it didn't, it wasn't like a discreet amazon package so it ruined the surprise that santa was bringing i I don't remember what it was i feel like it was like a scooter or a bike or something but like how are you all like do kids believe in santa still like what what are we doing these days and nicole better question is what are you doing for your birthday other than hosting christmas 41 is an awkward year yep y'all i'm the big
3: four one it's an awkward year right like 40 i went to costa rica this year i'm gonna be real low-key on the 29th, my mom and I are going to do this, like, rooftop skating slash igloo rental and have some champagne and some top covered strawberries, and we're going to be real low-key this year, so, I mean, we're doing the whole, like, let's have the people around us that we love and, you know, chill out and not work and just relax, so we're going to do that on the 29th, after most of the people are gone and we're celebrating with people that are local and yeah. So we're not really under the pressure of hosting and cleaning and a whole bunch of stuff, but no, we're low key. The next big, big event will be literally 45. We'll do it big at age 45. Other than that, mm-mm. y'all listen, I like to do, I like nice things and I like to travel and you can't really go all out every single year. You be broke doing that. So I'm not going to do it. Now, I did buy myself a couple of nice birthday gifts, which will be wrapped and put under the tree. And some of them will have Christmas paper and some of them will have birthday paper. But yes, I am that person that will buy myself really nice things because I don't wait on somebody else to buy me gifts. I've never, I've never been like that. I'm not going to be disappointed by somebody buying me or not buying me a gift because guess what? I've already bought exactly what I want. And if you buy something that you think I really want, great. I love that. But um, mm -mm. I'm not going to wait for somebody to buy me anything. So I, yeah, have my own gifts wrapped. And and my gifts are more expensive than probably any other gift I bought for anybody else. I'm just saying. Look, we're at that
1: age. I am now about celebrating every birthday really big. And I'm not saying that you have to go to Costa Rica every birthday, but it just has to be a celebration. Because, you know, life is short and, I don't know if you know this, Nicole, or even the listeners know this, like I've lost a lot of people this year that were not necessarily family, some family members, but people that were my age that, you know, we're getting to that age where now people are like, you know, you you have to still ask if they're here. And that's sad when you're in your forties, right? So I'm celebrating every moment, every breath that the Lord gives me on this side of heaven. I'm here for it. I love that. So,
3: Jenny, you did not tell us how your week has been, so let us know. How's it been?
1: I have been an irresponsible 40-year-old. So, and I, let me let me rephrase this. I say I'm irresponsible. I have not bought a single gift. I have not wrapped a single gift. And if you are friends with me and you get gifts or you get cards, you will not get it until after Christmas because I had to, like, hunker down and actually move, like, legit this has been a process and of course you know when i got the house i was like oh well i'll just do one thing at a time i should not have even been trying to fool myself thinking that i would be okay with one thing at a time it hasn't been that it's like okay it needs to be done now like we can't start a project and not finish it everything has to be done right at this moment so pretty much the entire week has been a lot of ordering a lot of deliveries a lot of putting together a furniture hanging a curtain And I actually really enjoy doing this part. Like I enjoy the design part. So like when I hire people, it's very interesting. My relationship with them typically is interesting. It's like, that's not what I envisioned. Can you take it down and start over? So as opposed to torturing the interior decorators and the closet designers and all of that, I just decided, you know what? Take the time and do it yourself and those the home renovations and things that i'm buying for my house will be my christmas gift to myself and yeah everyone else like y'all you know i love you this this year ain't it it's not it not because i don't want to give you a gift or think that i should spend the money on you it's not that it's really just i don't have the time feel free to come over to my home and enjoy wine and food. I have those things. Um, You might not have a place to sit. I have like, you know, four bar stools. I don't have a dining table yet. I have a sofa. Um, But yeah, feel free to come to my house and enjoy the festivities. However, yeah, I got to get this together because that's more important than anything else for me right now. Um, But yeah, I have been going to, I have been going outside a little. I said I wasn't going to go outside for the month of December, but I have been going outside and I'm going outside because it's holiday party season and I just realized how much I think this year I realized how much I just enjoy like people and fellowship but not really like people a lot like and by people I mean like I like socializing with people I don't want y'all in my business though like I love y'all and I love to hang out with y'all and I love to have a good kiki and I have a good laugh and a good cocktail however I don't I don't need y'all asking me no personal questions. Don't dig into my business. Don't ask me who I'm with, what I'm doing. Don't ask me none of that, who I'm wearing. Don't ask me any of those things. I will have discussions with you about, you know, interesting stuff, but not my personal life. Like, we can chat. We can talk about world peace and diplomacy and things of that nature. But what we're not about to talk about is Janine's personal life. Because guess what? It's called personal for a reason. But I really enjoy the holiday parties, they've been fun. So I went to one for, um, a society for black event planners um i went to of course our company holiday party i went to the sound exchange 20th anniversary slash holiday party i went to the grammys holiday party the dc chapter of the grammys holiday party i've been to a lot of holiday parties and just this week i went to a makers and y'all none of these people are sponsoring us so don't think this is an ad that's not what it is i'm just telling y'all what i did um i went to a maker's mark holiday party and it just happens to be here nicole But look how cool they made these glasses. You know Maker's Mark. This is what it looks like, right? That's the bottle. But they made these glasses at the party that had like this custom. So it came like this. Super cute, right? And then it has your name on it. It's like etched. It's super dope. So shout out to Kenta and shout out to Maker's Mark, which I believe is a Beam Sematary product. Not 100% sure. But yeah. So I've been partying it up by night. By day, I am hanging curtains, and picking out
0: furniture.
3: Well, all that sounds very exciting to me. Um, And and honestly, um, if I didn't have any kids, I wouldn't be doing none of this. I wouldn't be hosting a thing. I would be doing like you, in the parties, trying to get me some Maker's Mark and a custom glass that looks like the Maker's Mark, like red, waxy stuff dripping up the side of the glass. I love that. Um, But no, man, live your best life live your best life i think that you know with, holidays with kids versus holidays without kids they're just two different things right holidays without kids even like my coworker, she doesn't have any kids she has been bopping right bopping around dating around holiday party hopping around meanwhile i'm like who's going to Chris Kringle market let's coordinate that let's coordinate the Luminarium. let's coordinate that like what time are we gonna get there you know all the things you do with like four and five year olds is what we've been coordinating over here. So, um just a different walk of life. But both so amazing and so great and filled with fellowship. So us mommy world, we gonna live vicariously through you, Johnny, and your party we're like, Ooh girl, what you wearing? I know that you don't want us to ask about your personal life, but at least post a picture. Let us know what, what we're supposed to be looking like so we can dream of what we're supposed to be doing at the party oh look at y'all y'all clean up so well look at y'all so Janine should post some pictures to oh that's deep so that we can see her being a
1: a hottie these are the things that I wore so y'all I'm showing Nicole the pictures because you know if it's nothing else Janine will get into a photo booth you hear what I tell you she will she will get into a photo booth and she will take a cute picture photogenic yes pictures in like if you catch me off guard, like candid shots, I look crazy, like I look right now. But I will take a good picture if you give me a two seconds to pose. I'll give you a cute, a cute flick. Well, I love it. So, um,
3: for our listeners, what y'all doing? Are y'all like doing all the things, Kitty and family, or y'all out here bopping like Janine, bopping around with y'all skin tight dresses on, wearing all that red and green and and. Gold and silver. What y'all doing out there? How's the holidays? Y'all buying gifts or y'all not buying gifts? Let me tell you, before I had a kid, I wouldn't buy nobody no gifts. Mm Mm-mm. It wasn't happening. Me and my man. Thank you to my man. That's who I was buying a gift for. And that was it. Maybe my mama. Maybe. Other than that, mm mm-mm. What y'all doing? How's y'all's holiday planning going? Y'all
1: finished shopping? Or or y'all just not shopping? I hope it's going better than ours is. And are y'all listening to us while you're shopping? Because, you know, I know that someone is listening to us while they're shopping because they sent us a letter or a note or a DM talking about how they were cracking up in the middle of Target, I believe it was. And they, you know, they were just so amused. But I'm glad that we can accompany you all in your holiday shopping. Share us with your friends. Like, play us. In the middle of your, well, I don't know how your family is. If you have a a nice, chill, open-minded family, play us at Christmas dinner or maybe before, maybe after, who knows. And share us because, you know, it'll open a great dialogue, a great conversation, especially this one. We're about to give y'all. Just press play and let the people hear it. Yeah, this
3: one, this one you can definitely share. And y'all, don't forget to rate and comment.
1: Go ahead and do that too. Yes, please. All right, Jenny, what's on
3: our timeline this
1: week? Yes, okay, Nicole. This is for not just you, not just me, but for every lady that is listening. And yes, I am being specific with the ladies today. Ladies, let's have a conversation really quick. Lean in, lean in, turn us up so that you can hear exactly what we have to say, because we don't want you to be out here looking raggedy this holiday season. Okay, did you turn us up? Have you leaned in? Pay attention. We're gonna give it to you quick, but we need you to pay attention because we don't wanna talk about this anymore, okay? Okay, so ladies, leading into this holiday season, we're gonna revisit our common sense really quickly, okay? We know that when we fall in love, typically as women, and I'm gonna say typically because there's some of us who are a little detached from our emotions, so typically as women, when we fall in love, we get mesmerized, or as we put it, hypnotized, and, All of our logic kind of goes out of the window. That's a little problematic, especially during the holiday season when you tend to be a little bit more emotional and a little bit more vulnerable. And you see the things that people are getting and it tends to like, it's just all the emotions going on during the holiday season, okay? So we're gonna go back and reclaim the logic that we may have lost in the last couple of months being in love during cuffing season. And we're gonna reclaim the logic and we're gonna level set so that we can have a great balanced, Holiday. Okay. We all together. Okay. So we're going to go into matching pajama season in peace. That's the goal. Okay. We need to have a little bit of a reality check first. And we're going to check ourselves really quick. Not going to beat up on ourselves. We're going to check ourselves. Because, you know, sometimes we like to live with blinders and rose colored glasses on because we want to. Fake it like we're living the dream until we are actually living the dream, but for real, we just let's just live how we're living, and then we can live the dream with the matching pajamas and the two kids and the dog once we get there. We don't have to fake it in the meantime because it's just taking up space in our lives. So we're going to do this this year. this year, we're going to either be with a supportive, loving partner or be in an understanding, mutually beneficial relationship. And the operative word in that sentence was mutually beneficial. We are not getting used this year, ladies. We're not getting used because right around the the corner is tax season and we're not giving out tax refunds. So what we're gonna do is mutually beneficial relationships. So you can either, let's go over it, supportive, loving partner, mutually beneficial relationships, or we can date casually. And if we're dating casually, we have to understand what that means. That means that we are dating when it's convenient for the both of us and we are not committed to one another, right? Or we can understand that it's, you know, friendship. It's never going to go anywhere. But let's just, let's level set to the point of we are understanding what our relationship is with the other person that we choose to spend a little bit of time with, right? So in this cuffing season, in this... Holiday cupping season, I have to specify because you know, beginning of cupping season, a little different. Holiday cupping season.
2: I'm, I
1: was going to let you know about, you know, the rules, right? But I really think that we should honestly just play the clip from, um, our friend in our head, Natalie Clarice, the date designer. I think we should just play the clip because I don't need to give you the rules. Like she gave the rules. This is where we drew inspiration for this topic to have this conversation. So let's just play it from her.
2: Stop with the shacking up, cooking, cleaning, having babies, pretending to be a wife to a man who has no desire to be your husband. You are not his dream, girl. You are a placeholder. Stop having babies by random men just because you're having sex with him. It's just sex. No feelings attached. He's going to abandon you and the child. Stop responding to a man who could go days without talking to you, weeks without seeing you. He's playing with you. He has someone that he is fully committed to. Don't be a side chick catching main chick feelings. Stop dealing with a man who don't check to see if you've got home safely after hanging out with him. That is a clear sign that he has no care for you or your well-being. Remember, anything that a man loves, he takes care of and is responsible with. A man's job, when he really cares about you, is to make sure you don't need another man. Remember that. Be smart, that's choose wisely in that nation. And remember, I told
1: you. Okay. Now, Nicole, you and I have talked about this in various different episodes of the podcast about, you know, being very realistic and being careful with who we share our vaginas with, right? And more so who we decide that we're going to have kids with because, you know, kids is a lifelong commitment. It's not when they get 18, you stop dealing with this person. You're going to have to deal with this person until you close your eyes and be with Jesus. Sometimes I feel like, having a child as a matter of fact all the time i feel like having a child is much much more of a commitment than getting married so we've talked about this but i feel like natalie Clarice just wrapped it up in such a nice pretty little bow and gave it to us in a package so we're gonna just revisit as i said before our common sense and let's go into this season being smart about what we're gonna do now we all know that A non-committal man will ghost you every single holiday. He don't want to come to your house. He's not meeting your family. He don't want to be bothered. Are we clear? He's non-committal. Y'all just having fun. This is not for you to go have him meet the parents. That's not what this is for. He really just wants to enjoy you and have fun with you. Again, one of those mutually beneficial relationships, don't try to push the boundaries. And I know that we are not still playing the day after game with these men that are married. Y'all, if he's not available on Christmas or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate, but he's available the day after, y'all don't believe the lie that he's working. If you don't see him get dressed and go to wherever it is that he's working and you don't come and bring him food, he ain't working. He's with his family. The one that he, the lady he married and the kids that he had with her. Let's be real, y'all. If you plan the day after game and your husband is not a, or the man that you're with or woman that you're with is not a first responder or something that typically works on Christmas, let's open our eyes. To me, Nicole, the only thing worse than playing the day after game with a married man is playing the, I'm going to try to trap a man with a baby game. Y'all don't do this. Don't. We've seen this game time and time again, and we all know this is the oldest, most inefficient game ever. Y'all had these babies, and then he goes, and then he goes and has a family with somebody else, and you out here being baby mama. Why? Why are we doing this? It doesn't ever work. He's not going to stay. If it, if it wasn't working before you had this baby, it's not going to work after you have this baby. It's just going to get worse, because babies complicate things. OK? So y'all. Ladies, let's have a talk. We lean in and again, just in case you lean back. We're, let's talk about this again. This holiday season, I want us all to be genuinely happy and have genuine joy and genuine peace. And I think the most important one of those things is peace, right? Because I want us to be to be out here living our best lives peacefully. Don't let nobody's son or daughter stress you out. Don't do that. Why are you out here letting somebody's raggedy son or somebody's raggedy daughter stress you out when you could be sitting in your house with your Christmas tree, with the gifts that you bought yourself under your tree, living your actual best life. I'm just saying, don't have the people out here having us look foolish. Sometimes it's okay, single people. It's okay to be single. Single and peaceful is always, in my book, this is just my opinion, single and peaceful is always better than stressed out with a, a with a man or a partner. Okay? That's just me. Now, Nicole, what do you think?
3: Oh, I agree, Janine. I just feel like, one, Natalie Clarice always gives it to you real. I don't know how many of these videos you've watched of hers, but I can sit there and just literally, like, watch all the videos. She has videos about, you know, how a man's supposed to date you, basically giving you auntie advice when she's not really your auntie. She be out here giving it to you real. And this video is definitely real. You got a lot of people playing side piece, especially during the holiday season, doing this like, I'm gonna see my man before or after this holiday because they're not available. Girl, unless you the person that also has another piece, don't do that, right? And, and if you are the person that has like a main squeeze at home that you come home for and this person is your side person that you're going to spend the day before or after Christmas, like aren't we old enough just to say what we want and say, you know what? This is not working. Let me move on and be with somebody who makes me happy so that you won't be playing the part and doing like buying all these gifts for random people. Right, you gotta buy your husband a gift, and you gotta buy your side piece a gift. Why? Like, just tell your husband you don't want him, or tell your side piece you made a mistake and move on. We are mature enough to figure out what we want and not be confused about the situation, and be completely invested in what we want as long as that person is invested in us. Um, I do think that there are a lot of people trying to have a baby to try to lock people down. Why? Like, that is not smart. Um, I think that she set it right like why are you side piecing it and acting like a wife like you do not give people privileges that they would get if you were the wife until you are the wife okay um but we trying to you know lock these men down my thing is, you trying to lock broke men down and doing all i'm confused why are we trying to lock every man down Not saying that the only men of value are those with money, but like you're trying to trap something that's not going to actually improve you financially or mentally or spiritually. I'm confused. Like, why do that? But all in all, I think she's absolutely right. We shouldn't be just trying to lock men down or trap them. We need to be a little bit more selective with our vaginas, ladies. And only choose men that are of quality and plan to have babies, okay? Some of y'all need
1: a little list of pregnancy pearls. That's all I got to say. I think we need to, I think you have an episode on pregnancy pearls about planning pregnancies. I think we need to link that episode to this because, y'all, we all know how we're not supposed to get pregnant. We all know that. Every last one of us knows how not to be pregnant. Stop it already, please. And then also, Nicole, the one thing that is really bothering me these days, it's like, was there like a memo that went out that said like, oh, we're okay sharing? Because like, I don't want to share. I'm not sharing. I don't like sharing my toys. I'm an only child. Call me selfish. Do whatever it is that you want, but I'm not sharing my man. And if, if my man feels like he needs to be shared, then he could, I'm going to give up my toy to the other person. Because for what? I'm not going to share you. It's too many people out here in this world and too many people on my line for me to be sharing a man. Sorry. But you know what made that acceptable, Janine?
3: Who was that? SZA? Talking about the Wednesday, the weekend? You take Wednesday, Thursday? At, what? Like, when that came out, I was like, oh, this is the silliness we playing now. I know y'all know what that, that song I'm talking about. And it just doesn't make any lick of sense. But I feel like once that song came out, I'm not saying that she was the person that made people okay with it. But there were a lot of people that were singing along. You look around at brunch and you like, you take Wednesday, Thursday, and that's the thing that I went. I'm like,
1: what?
3: Mm -mm. Now we out here saying we the weekend. No, come on. You got nine to five on the weekend. Girl, bye. But that's when it became, to me, more socially acceptable to sing that crap out loud.
1: Well, I think it's been acceptable for a while. You remember what was it what was that song that goes, "Hey Barbara, this Shirley, we I'm not fighting over no man. I tell you that it ain't no man that's worth my peace ever in life. And the reality of it is, is that you can make a an emotional connection with people and not be just out here all willy nilly. I think that we need to all just regroup and realize that, like sometimes we're just gonna be friendly, right? Like. We can be friends. It don't everything don't got to lead to the bed. Just saying. Y'all y'all be doing too much. Establish some rules and some some situational rules. Like let it go. Stop doing the most.
0: Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our US-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
3: All right, Janine. So are you ready to talk through some of these letters from our listeners?
1: Let's do it.
3: All right. So our first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, my friend really hurt my feelings. I'm 35 years old and have been with my boyfriend for about a year. He constantly asks me to have his baby, especially while we're being intimate. I always play it off as if he's a joke. However, now I'm starting to think this is my chance to be a mother. I have irregular periods due to PCOS, but birth control pills help to normalize my cycles. About two months ago, I stopped taking my pills because I wanted to see if my cycles would be normal, and they are. So now I'm thinking about trying to have my man's baby. I told my friend about it, thinking she would be happy for me, but she got real serious. She said it's hard being a single mother and that I should wait to get married if I could help it. I told her that there were plenty of single moms doing a great job and that I think I would be a great mom too. She agreed that I would be but said that even with support is hard and expensive, I told her I would basically have a contract with my boyfriend so that he financially contributed monthly. I, I won't say what he does, but he makes a lot of legal money. His ex, who is his daughter's mom, has an agreement, and he takes care of his daughter very well. I can't see him not doing the same for our child. She literally told me that I was being irrational and threw in my face that I shouldn't have a baby by someone I'm on in an on-again, off-again relationship with. I can't believe she even went there, especially since she's a single mom. She even went so far as to say that I shouldn't have a baby if I still have to ask her to help every month. She didn't yell. But she really hurt my feelings, and I don't think I want to be her friend again. I'm juggling between just ignoring her and not talking to her again or confronting her directly.
1: How would you handle this, ladies? Let me say this. I'm not about having a baby by nobody that you're not married to. Now, if it happens, by all means. But it's just, that's just not my thing. Janine is not having a baby by anybody that she's not married to. Not intentionally, i tell you that much, right? Now, I will say this. If you feel comfortable with it, then go head on. Who cares what other people think? Who cares what we think? But I have a sneaking suspicion that you care what other people think, including us, because you wrote into us. So this is what I'm telling you. If you're second guessing yourself, don't do it. If you took the time to write into us, you know, that there's something that's giving you hesitation about whether you should have a baby by him or not, right? My question to you is, what's the rush? Why do you need to have a baby right this moment? Why can't we solidify what this relationship is, what it looks like, because it's on and off again. How long are we gonna be on again, right? What are we doing? like evaluate why you want to have this baby. Like, is it something that you feel a longing desire for? And would you have this baby if you had to go to a sperm bank to get the donor? Or is it just this particular man? I'm always a little bit hesitant when we talk about what the father does and how much money he makes in reference to having a baby. Because again, kids, you have to take care of them for at least 18 years, but you will then be tied to this person for longer than 18 years, right? And it's not likely that he's going to be doing the same thing or making the same kind of money over the next 18 years. And if we're going to talk about the level of like fatherhood in comparison to money, like that it, it they're not equal. They are two very independent things. You can be a great father and be penniless, right? Or you could be a really terrible father and have billions. My thing to you is his paycheck and what he does for a living should not have anything to do with how much or how eligible he is to be a father. I need you to tell me some things about his character. Give me some things about his integrity. Give me some things about his intelligence. All you're telling me is that he makes good legal money. Okay, that's great. Now what? It's a bunch of it's a bunch of men out here that make great legal money, but they're terrible humans. And I'm sure they would be terrible parents. Girl, you writing into us, and I really think that you just need to do some more self-evaluation. Because if you really, let's go back to our common sense, right? If your friends are telling you, unless you have the kind of friends that really aren't your friends, they're just faux friends. If your friends are telling you, And he already has a baby mom not for nothing you i mean you're anticipating being a single mother right like your friend said it's hard being a single mother you're literally anticipating being a single mother if that's what you want then by all means but it it doesn't seem like that's what you want what it seems like is you really want to have a kid and you really want to have a kid by him but what you think is going to happen is when you have this kid then he's going to come along with the package. That's not how it works. I promise you that's not how it works. But, you know, if if you really want to be a mom and you want to be a single mom, have at it. But, like, I'm not a proponent of raising kids in a single-parent household. You know why? Because no one volunteers for that. It sounds great like I can do it all on my own at the beginning, and then you realize that you need help. Like, no one is volunteering for that, knowing knowing the, the uphill battle that they're about to climb. That's just me. But I ain't got chicken nor child. So, Nicole, what do you think?
3: I think that there's something about this person being a little bit immature. And, you know, she didn't drop us her name, probably intentionally. But there's something about her being a little bit immature and she has a friend that's a little bit more mature that has a child that's like, listen, I love you, so I'm going to let you know this is just hard. And as somebody that does have a, a kid and a dog, it's hard. And it's hard, and I have a good job, and I have a flexible work schedule, and that I can make and control my schedule. I have live-in help full-time, and I have an ex-husband that is a great dad and is, is available whenever i need him to be for his son he steps up but it's still hard right you're still making decisions you're still sacrificing on a daily basis for your child when you think oh i'm gonna catch up on work at home you're not gonna do that with a child you can't do that until they go down at night you think you want to be you know involved or you want to you know go back to school you can't you can do it but you're gonna have to sacrifice 10 times as much because you're either doing it late night while your child is asleep or you're sacrificing time with your child to do those things it is hard you have somebody's personality in your hands you have somebody's work ethic that you are responsible for building building you have somebody's um, relationship with god that you're responsible for introducing to i mean it's, it's it's hard okay i love being a mom i love harrison i am very blessed to have Help and support, but it's hard. The things that I did before I had a kid, I it's hard for me to continue to do them. Okay. The things I was interested in before I had a kid are much different than I'm interested in now. And I think that instead of you like, I'm just I'm just figuring out if I should ignore ignore it completely versus if I should confront it directly. What you need to do is do some soul searching and say, what is it in me? that makes me feel like I am so unworthy that nobody else will come along and want to fall in love with me and really want me to have their child. That I'm considering laying down and having a child with a man that has not given me any inkling of commitment. And a child is somebody, a child is a thing that men do not have to commit to. If you think that that man is going to commit to you, because all of a sudden they have the commitment of a child? Sadly mistaken. There are so many people that have babies and move on. And you've already said his first baby mama has a contract. That doesn't scare you. It doesn't scare you to think, okay, I'm going to be the second baby mama. If, if, if that's the only child he had. You didn't say that was his only child. But if this is only child, like how does she feel when she's around? What life is she living? You know, you have to ask yourself these things because it's just not adding up. Like all of a sudden, this dude then whispered in your ear while you're having sex, you know, have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire, and you really believe it. You really believe in that, right? You really thinking like maybe I'm gonna get off these birth control pills, and have a baby. Uh, first off, if you have PCOS, I wonder what else is going on. Are you overweight? Do you have other health problems going on? And if you do, do a preconception consultation first, please, to make sure you're healthy enough to get pregnant. And then two, have a serious conversation with him, not just during sex. Hey, what are we doing? Do you really want us to have a baby? Because I'm really considering it. I need a commitment before. And I'm not saying that if you're a single parent, you won't be a good parent. I'm a single parent. But as Janine said, nobody signs up for this. I didn't get married thinking, oh, I want to be a single parent tomorrow. Like nobody does that. Like single moms do what they have to do because we got to do it. But if we could have our choice, we want to be in a loving and committed relationship with somebody that wants to raise their child with us, right? And so doing it alone means you're taking on all of the emotional responsibility alone all of the financial responsibility alone, because guess what? If he says, oh, I lost my job or I can't pay you child support this month, you still got to pay little Timmy's daycare. You still got to pay for the, the prescriptions and the medical bills. It really does fall on the parent the child is living with. And so people think this is cute and it's all fun and games until you're in it. And then you're like, oh my God, I haven't had any sleep. And oh my God, the things that I thought I was going to pursue, now I'm focused on my child." and my child's pursuit of happiness it's a real thing so what you should do is some soul searching and then you should sit back and you should thank your friend for being open and honest you know I can't stand somebody that asks asks you ask your opinion because they think you are gonna have the same opinion as them and then when you tell them a difference of opinion it's a problem well how is my opinion a problem my opinion is just that it's an opinion. You do your own research, you have your own conversations, you get other people's opinions if you want them, and then they're going my two cents. That's all it is, is two cents. Okay? And then after you heard all sides, then you make an informed and educated decision. That's what grown ups do. Okay. She's giving you her opinion. Find somebody else for a different opinion. See if you can find somebody to counter. Talk to some people that have been married to people that, you know, work in the same industry as your, your, not baby daddy, almost baby daddy, your, your boyfriend, you know, ask, you know, some single moms, how is it, you know, just in case, how did you build your network of people? These things are important to figure out before. But I want, Janine, you need to put a ring on my finger. I am too valuable to be walking around knocked up by somebody that just wants to whisper in my ear while we have a sex and have a baby. What? You need to be thanking your friend is what you need to be doing. Do some soul searching. Sit back and realize this is a real friend that wanted to tell me her honest opinion. Okay, Her truth.
1: I agree, Nicole. I really want everybody to stop it. Like, don't ask, the, the, one of my biggest pet peeves is the asking the opinion that you're not prepared to listen to. Don't, don't do that. All right, Johnny, so what does your letter read? Mine says, hi ladies, I need your help this holiday season. Let me explain. My fiance, Mike, and I have been together for about a little over a decade off and on, actually almost 15 years. We've been together consistently for the last five years, and we've been engaged for the last three. Let me give you a bit of backstory. So Mike and I met when we were really young in our career. We both worked at the same agency, and we both advanced in our careers, which subsequently caused us to become a bi-coastal couple. Neither one of us was mature enough to handle the distance at that time, so we split. When we split, we decided that we were gonna pursue other relationships, but we still tried to maintain our friendship. In that time that we were split, Mike married and divorced his high school sweetheart with whom he has two girls. While I dated and was even engaged, I never married and never had kids. When Mike divorced, we reconnected, and he told me that he would never get married again Or have any more children. So, shortly after reconnecting, we split again because he knew how important family is to me and how much I want to have children. When we reconnected for the third time, not only did he agree that having at least one more child wouldn't be too bad, but he also proposed within 18 months. Ladies, this is where I need your advice. Since he proposed, We have not made any wedding plans, not one. Why you ask? Because he continues to ask me if I'm sure I wanna have children. Yes, I'm sure. I've always been sure. Why is this even a question that you're asking? When I told him that I wanted to have kids, as soon as we got married, he in jest, he says, said, well, we can stay engaged forever. I just turned 46 and I'm running out of time. Should I just stop taking my birth control and get pregnant already? Or should I break up with Mike and explore other relationships? What if I don't find anyone soon? Or should I just be okay with the two of us and the two bonus daughters that Mike has given me? I wanna stay with Mike, but I also want children. If I get pregnant, I can't imagine him just walking away. What should I do? Signed, Tracy.
3: Tracy, Mike is waiting you out. He's waiting you out. He's waiting for you to be menopausal. So you won't have the option of having children. That's why y'all been engaged for so long. And that's why he's saying he can be engaged forever. He has wasted 15 years of your life. You could have moved on, been happy, done something with somebody else that wanted children. It's very obvious to me that Mike does not want children. You have to come to the realization that you can't force somebody to want children. Children are not little objects that keep marriages together. Children will draw a wedge in your relationship so fast. You got to be stable. You have got to be literally okay, strong, to have a child and that that marriage stay together. And not just for the sake of the children, like you maintain your intimacy and your connection and are both willing to be partakers in raising that child, it takes a strong relationship to do that. This is screaming, he does not want kids. You've been engaged for three years, he knows that in your 40s your fertility decreases. The first thing I would do if I were you is I would go to a reproductive endocrinologist and infertility specialist. I would get my my hormones evaluated to make sure that I was still able to have children. Like, how many follicles do I have that's mature? Like, get an evaluation of your fertility. And then talk to her about your options, whether that's freezing an egg or freezing an embryo. And I would talk to Mike and say, Listen, I am serious about this. I'm going to see an REI doctor. So even if you decide to wait me out, I'm gonna have eggs on ice and I can get a surrogate at some point or carry my own baby. So I would um talk to him about that. You know, hey. This is what I want to do. You think you can slip up and get pregnant, but 46 is—you don't have to be intentional of getting pregnant at 46. It's not like you can just stop birth control and then have sex like randomly, like you would at 23 and get pregnant. Maybe you will, but most people, your fertility starts to decrease, and it's harder and harder and harder to get pregnant once you are in your late 40s, which you are over 45. So your fertility has decreased. So I would talk to him. You don't want to accidentally make somebody another a father again talk to him and say hey one when are we setting a wedding date two if you want to start trying before you get before you get married tell him i'm ready i'm going to a reproductive endocrinologist and we need to try to get pregnant or we need to get a donor egg or we need to you know freeze my egg and then fertilize it with your sperm i would tell him how serious and then wait for his response so far, he has shown you, okay? Maya Angelou said, if a person tells you, shows you who you are, who they are, believe them the first time, okay? He said he did not want children. He has children already. He does not want any more. Y'all broke up because of this. Y'all got back together, and now he's like, are you sure you want children? Now, even though that was the reason y'all broke up, he's trying to wait you out. I hate to say it. But I hope that you're smart and you wise up and you either get rid of him and move on quickly, go to an reproductive endocrinologist to figure out what your options are and how fertile you actually are and have a conversation with him, one conversation. And if he does not shit, he got to get off the pot. Okay. Move on because you are wasting very precious time and energy on this man who very obviously does not. Want children? And I think you know it. I think you know it. You just had to say it out loud. You had to have somebody else say, hey, this is foolish to stay in this. And I get it. You love him. You've been with him off and on for a decade. You want to stay with him. You want him to father your child. But he may not want to father yours. It takes two. But don't force a baby on somebody. Because I'm telling you, that never works. You can't trap a man into staying with you. It
1: does not work. Johnny, what do you think? I think that the doctor has spoken. Girl, you're 46 years old. We still chasing this baby dream? I'm not, and I'm not deterring you from your dream because as the the good doctor has just told you, you can have babies. You just have to be very intentional about it. But my thought is like, do you really want to be 56 going to kindergarten? Or how many years is that? 51 going, taking your child to kindergarten? I'll wait. Just think about that for a second, right? Like maybe, maybe we adopt a child, but let's get off the child journey and let's get onto this man that you have, girl. Tracy is that your name, Tracy? Yes, your name is Tracy. Tracy, listen, this man don't want to have no more kids. You have to decide how committed you are to this kid journey, because. One, you've already allowed him to pretty much waste your baby-making years when you knew you wanted to have kids and you keep going back to him. So my question to you is, are you more committed to Mike and being with Mike, or are you more committed to the dream of of having children? That's not a question that we can answer for you. You're going to have to answer that on your own. Do you want children? enough that you're willing to give up your relationship with mike because it's clear that he loves that you i'm not going to say that he loves you but it's clear that there's something that keeps drawing the two of you back together and it's clear that you love him or at least you think that you do it's either love or very toxic lust either way you not leaving and straying too far from this man and whatever however far you stray he keeps drawing you right back in so my question to you is, I want you to have a real conversation with yourself, right? What's more important to me? Am I going to be more hurt and devastated and disappointed if I don't have children? Or am I going to be more hurt, devastated and disappointed if I don't end up with Mike? And whatever that answer is to you, you know, that's, that's your answer. We can't give that to you. But here's my other thing. You've been without Mike before because y'all broke up. Now, you kept coming back together, but you broke up, so you can live without Mike. Ask yourself, will you be able to live in 10 years knowing that you don't have children? That's a question only you can answer. I mean, I get it. It's hard. It's life decisions, but this is what happens. We have time and boundaries and things, and unfortunately, unlike men, we can't just be having babies in our 50s and 60s. They can. He can decide when he's 65, 70 that he want to have another baby, and guess what? All he got to do is lay down and make it. Tracy, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Only thing I'm saying is don't be out here not having your child because this man told you he don't want to have kids. And this is your passion, your dream. This is what you want to do. And then be resentful later on down the line because that will also draw a wedge into your relationship. Let me tell you something. Love Neo to death. But Neo is a very good example to use here, right? Neo was with his baby mom for years, right? I believe that she got fixed because he didn't want to have, and by fixed, I know that's not the term that we use. She got her tubes tied or had a hysterectomy, not sure which one, but she made she was unable to have children, right? Because Neo decided that he didn't want to have any more children. Well, when they were no longer together, Neo then went on to have other children because he changed his mind. And I'm using him as an example here, not to rag him because people can change their mind. I mean, look at Jeannie Mai, right? Jeannie Mai, no kids, no kids, no kids, no kids. I want no kids. And then he, she got with Jeezy, had a kid and it didn't work out, but she decided that she wanted to have a kid, right? Like people can change their mind. That's my point. If he loved you and he really was committed to this, he would have changed his mind and you would already be on the process of having kids. You've been engaged for three years. You've been engaged since you were 43 years old. Those three more viable pregnancy years that you wasted again, because he's again, trying to convince you that you don't wanna have kids. My question is, do you think that maybe he just engaged you just to appease you and he had no intentions of ever marrying you? I'm not saying that that's what happened, but that's kind of what it sounds like. Like he's just kicking this can down the road until it ain't, no, it, uh, I've seen it happen before. That's all I'm saying. Girl, we'll do what's best for you. But I, look, you got to ask yourself some real questions and do some real self-evaluation. And Nicole and I can sit up here and talk to you all day until we blew in the face. But at the end of the day, you're the one that has to make the decisions as to whether you're okay with this or not. Now. Girl, when you get pregnant, because we already know you're about to get pregnant because you really want to have this baby. Now, go ahead, girl. Go ahead and get pregnant. Now, when you get pregnant, call Dr. Plenty so that she can guide you through this pregnancy at your advanced maternal age. Because there are grandmas that are your age now, okay? Let's put that into perspective as well. Not trying to be down on you, Tracy. Really not trying to be down on you. But, like, yeah, when you get pregnant, just call Dr. Plenty. I'll
3: be waiting in the cut. But let me tell you, Janine, there's a lot of women having babies in their, in their 40s. And so I say, if you want a baby in your 40s, you go and have your baby. Don't let that stop you. You just need to get an evaluation to see how um, how likely will you be to have a baby naturally on your own. And as far as grandmas, girl, babies, people, grandmas in their 30s now. So uh, huh, there's young grandmas walking around here. So that shouldn't even, people in 50, a great grandma. I'm going to leave that alone. Anyway, Janine, what did you learn new this week?
1: Okay, so I did some digging because I really had some questions about what people really are doing during the holidays and who are they with, right? So on any given Christmas, it's estimated that about 4% of, of Americans, and this is according to GQ, so let me be very clear where I got this information from. GQ, as in like the magazine, online publication. Um, So it's estimated that in any given... Gift- At any given Christmas, on any given Christmas, it's estimated that about approximately 4% of people who celebrate Christmas, so it's not the people who don't celebrate Christmas, who celebrate Christmas spend Christmas alone. And the one exception to that, it typically stays around about 4%. And the one exception to that is um, in 2020, which was pandemic year, about one in nine people spent Christmas alone. So I don't wish anyone to spend Christmas or any holiday for that matter alone, unless the, unless you want to, like unless you're in a great space, positive space, maintaining your peace, then by all means. But I'm just gonna say this, it's better to be lonely than foolish. Just me. I can be lonely because at the end of the day, you won't go back outside, right? We stayed inside for a little over a year, and at the end of the day, we went back outside, right? But it can—I'm gonna be—I can be lonely, and it can be me and just the the good Lord in here talking, okay? But I don't want to be foolish, so y'all keep it in mind. I just, you know, you can stay home by yourself, be lonely, don't be foolish. What did you learn new this week, Nicole?
3: Okay, so I learned from a PR Newswire report that there's about 45% of Americans who confess that they are keeping a secret from their romantic partner, and that is whether it's a secret account or a secret lover. We out here wild up here in America, okay? People keep it off. But that's almost half,
1: almost half keeping secrets like that. That's a shame. Here's the thing. Why I'm in a relationship and be, be, keep secrets, let me tell you something. And this is going to be a really quick side note. There is a rule in my household. Don't let me go outside this house and anybody tell me something about you that I don't already know. Because mm-hmm. your head going to get knocked off and rolled down the street, okay? If it's the smallest thing, like I got a hangnail on my left toe, my left baby toe, I, nobody else had better tell me anything about my household that I don't already know. Unless it hit, unless it's breaking news, and you coming to knock on my door and tell me, okay, I, y'all, why are we out here keeping secrets for what? Especially in the day of the internet, it ain't it ain't a secret. So what are you out trying to keep a secret for? Y'all, y'all, just do better. Like, can we just? Ugh. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's be more positive. All right, Johnny, are you ready for the motivational moment?
3: let's do it it comes from the late peg Braken, who's an american writer and she says gifts of time and love are surely the basic ingredients of a truly merry christmas so if you're with a man who can't give you his time then love yourself enough to find someone who will until we meet again pray work slay and show off your melanated excellence
2: Bye. Oh, that's deep black women conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson, executive producer, Ken Johnson, get the Oh that's deep black women
1: conversation
2: podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcasts, or where you get your podcast. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production.
0: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.